Good morning, listeners. Thank you for tuning in to Mercury, a broadcast of hope. I'm Agnes Drew. Today is day 361 since we came back on the air. I'm back with another entry from my journal, the journal I was keeping immediately after the last lockdown. This is day four. I still can't write the word, but there is no denying now what it is that's out there. We saw one, the undead. It started this morning with the clouds. It was unbearably hot outside. The middle of July always is, but it's been worse with the power out and no air conditioning. We'd cracked the windows, but I didn't ask about propping the door open. We'd left the chair Max wedged under the handle, like a silent guard, barring any threatening entry, but also our exit. Not that I couldn't have gone outside if I wanted to. Dr. Clark took the first watch last night, as she promised, and Max went out this morning to take his look around. Tonight was my turn, and all day I was dreading it. Not only the thought of that circular stroll, exposed and vulnerable under a darkening sky, but also the looming threat of rain that hangs above in smoky clouds. I thought, with my luck, it would start to pour just as I'm stepping out. I was right. We just finished our dinner of canned green beans, tomato soup, and slices of bread that were quickly sliding towards stale when Max and Dr. Clark gave me a pointed look. I didn't want to go, but I didn't want to make them ask. It would have been unfair of me to put up a fight to protest that I deserved safety more than either of them, both of whom had willingly taken their patrols and come back unshaken. So with a resigned nod, I got to my feet, removed the chair, and opened the door. I was crossing the yard when I heard the thunder of a summer storm roll across. I began to double-step, hoping that just maybe I would make it back before the rain began. I tried to be thorough, but I admit that I was focused on the buzz of static in the air and the repeated boom of thunder coming closer with every hurried step. If I had been paying attention, I would have heard it before I saw it. But I was rounding the corner before I realized that some of the rolls of thunder had been groans instead. There he was, leaning against the fence, with dripping fingers reaching through the chains. My modern poetry T.A., or what was left of him. I almost didn't recognize him at first, because... The undead, they look different. They have the same bone structure, the features, the same proportions as their living selves, but they are so changed. Their skin is flat in color like a wax figure. There is no hint of living warmth underneath the flesh. Calvin, my T.A., also had a wound stretching from his left cheek down his neck, Dried blood smeared and spread around the opening. But it's the eyes. It's the eyes that made him almost unrecognizable. They aren't the eyes of a human. They are the eyes of a rabid animal, so reduced of agency and thought that there is nothing left but the primal instinct to hunt and destroy. 
and when those eyes flashed at me as I rounded the corner, I screamed. But it wasn't the scream that set him off, or Dr. Clark and Max coming at a full sprint around the side of the building. It was the rain. That moments after my voice rose up in terror, suddenly came pouring down from the skies above, so heavy and loud that it blanketed the sound of my scream, the sound of Max and Dr. Clark urging me back inside, and the sound of the fence shaking as Calvin, the T.A., began to thrash. If I, for a moment, wondered if sitting inside that walking carcass somewhere were the remains of a human soul, I knew after that the answer was no. Calvin was wild. He was almost vibrating. His mouth was wide open, no doubt emitting an inhuman screech that, without the protective sound of rain, would have turned my insides to jelly. I felt Dr. Clark and Max pulling me backwards, back towards the door, and I came stumbling, slipping on mud with them. Then we were back inside, the door shut. We were panting and dripping with water, seemingly half-drowned. I pulled my blanket around myself and sat down on the floor against the wall. Max stood in the center of the room, hands shaking. Dr. Clark began searching. I realized what for, only when she found it. A heavy stanchion, still holding its sign, urging visitors to please wait in lobby, recording in progress. Max followed her lead, picking up a metal bar stool, dumping the stack of filing it had held onto the floor. They both went back out into the rain, and I stayed where I was, unsure and afraid to follow. A moment of decision. And then I dropped my blanket and hurried after, just coming around to the back of the building in time to see, through the curtain of water, Dr. Clark swing the stanchion down and Calvin drop to the ground on the other side of the fence like the lifeless husk he truly was. I closed my eyes and did not see the rest. I am riding now, cuddled once again in my corner by the light of a flashlight Max found deep in a junk drawer yesterday. I clicked it on in the darkness with the expectation of being told off, reminded to not waste the battery power, to save it for emergencies. But no admonishment came, and I wrote quickly. This, after all, feels like an emergency. In a way, there is some comfort. We are all on the same page now as to what is out there and how dangerous it is. And we have taken one down. We know it is possible. Though I hope, I pray, that we do not have to do it again. I doubt that prayer will be answered. Thank you, listeners, for going on that journey with me. I can imagine that this entry brought back so many first memories for everyone listening... Memories of the first zombie you saw, your first fight with one, and the first time you realized that you do have what it takes to survive. We'll be back tomorrow, listeners, with another type of broadcast. Until then, take care of each other. <laughs>